There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? No. I'm afraid I don't understand. What, what, you... what Dr. Schaefer? Our Dr. Schaefer? Our Dr. Schaefer, the one who's always grabbing everybody's... Was he sick? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Schaefer's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay? You let a woman beat ya, you little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? I don't know. I, I guess I want to be closer don't to Don't, Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous. You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky. I'm Peter Fonda. We've just finished making a movie dealing with the most talked about subject of the day, LSD. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. gonna sound like this punk rock it's not punk rock though i will tell you what is punk and ashes will tell you what is sounding like sade or not <laughs> fair fair we'll do that uh when you originally played that for me i thought it said something david chow or the apple uh and of course it does not it says nixon now more than ever um, this is a decade under the, and this is the wrap up to all the president's men. Jesus Christ. Really? <laughs> We're going to wash it away. We're just going to move on. You wash it away. Um, I love that movie, but, and I, I kind of want to jump right person, into this. You do that. I don't like the ending of it. I don't like where they leave. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's a really good cut. You don't. It fucking slaps. Ending doesn't bother me at all, so take me through it. I mean, so just know that I think it's bullshit, but take me through it. I so love what, you. What I don't like about the ending of this film is that they give you all this fucking context. We see them struggle. All comes from Wichita. It all. Yeah, all bullshit, all comes, bullshit from comes from Wichita. And then they leave us at this moment where they kind of fuck up. And then the the next year and a half of reporting, they just dip out of. It's like, okay, so you did all this hard work. You did all these things. You got all this stuff. And you, you fucked up. 
Like, you didn't really fuck up, but you kind of fucked up because, like, you were supposed to get these things, and now everyone's disavowing you, and it's going to go wrong. And then they don't show the redemption portion. It's just the loudest fucking typewriter you've ever heard while it's, the well, guns it, are going on. Jason Robard says, we're going to support our guys, and they can just eat shit, and we know where it goes. Everybody knows oh, where know. it goes, and they tell you. Plus... In the documentary I watched, which is an amazing documentary from 2009-2010 called uh, This Movie Revisited, All the President's Men Revisited, it's really fucking good. Uh, It's not about that story because they didn't want to make it because they're like, everybody knows how it ends. And he goes, it's not about that. It's about the relationship between these two guys. I don't care about their relationship, though. I do. I love movies about friends, and it's about. I, mean, I love a buddy movie too, but you can't make a buddy movie out of the fucking like. Yeah, they did amazing like ground shaking thing that happened in American history. It's just like it. W- I want to watch it because I want to watch a near factual portrayal of what what happened, a dramatization, if you will. Of the and it was. It, it gives you it. that. I like the ending. You just that was a. Uh, clandestine 70s movie test and you failed oh no i passed how many 70s movies have we watched that just end oh so many there you go so you failed and i I win i just i I just want them to give us the rest of the story i want to know the rest i want life gives you the rest of the story and you knew it you knew it you knew about the saturday night massacre you've studied this Uh, i didn't study it in wheaton illinois which is also where uh woodward woodward's character comes from or woodward actually comes from i just wanted I don't know what they changed as far to as... To go that. through those those things with them. I wanted to see how the story unfolded. I wanted to see how it affected them as people. I wanted that buddy story all the way to the top. Whatever. I got it. I support this movie just like Jason Robard supports his two reporters. I like the movie. I I'm going to give it a really high high rating. I love the movie, I and like I love it. the ending. I love the movie as a whole. Just love fucking... That's like, fine, we got it. You don't, You didn't get it. Let's move on. Didn't get it. You mean that the whole like the pen is more powerful than the sword scene where he's being elected see you're just proving that you got it but firing I got it I just wanted the it. last bits that's what I'm saying whatever make a remake then or make a fucking two all make, right make let's do two. it they're, they're both the still rest alive of the story that they left out or you could have young actors play uh, Woodward and Bernstein they kept combining what do they call him Bernstein Woodstein, Woodstein. yeah that's it thank you Burnwood. So this is a dumb thing, but it'll help pad out the podcast. What actors would play uh, Woodward and Bernstein now? <laughs> I'm thinking Chris Pine for uh, Robert Redford's character, for Woodward. Oh. For Bernstein now? Oh, the guy, the guy you don't like. What guy do I don't Who, like? I mean, I don't know anything about his personal life, but you don't like oh, him. Oh, Ben Stiller? No, fuck Ben Stiller. I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him either, but... <laughs> By your answer, you're implying that I think he's a good actor, yeah, but well, no, I, you I said did. the guy you don't like, and you shut. No, 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 Adam Driver. Oh fuck, Adam Driver. Yeah, he's a br- brilliant Actually, actor. I think he would be. No, he's a shit actor. No, and he I, knows it because he won't even watch himself act. He's like a fucking. I think he's an actor. amazing that actor. Guy. That's a, so Sorry, we disagree Adam. again. No, like, again, I, mean, I don't know about his getting, personal life, you're but getting paid. So good on you, buddy. What Adam Driver? Yeah, because I'm not getting paid. No, not are you getting paid for this? Yeah. I keep the checks. I figured we're, because uh, when I listened to one of our things, um, oh, because we were talking about the movie that takes place in the gay bar that's on Amazon. It wasn't available any other way that we should, <laughs> we should get checks from Amazon. Should get checks from Where's our but Bezos checks? We haven't. I mean, Amazon knows everything. Right. It, it knows, and so does YouTube. If you type in something, it knows oh, from God. your past conversation. 
what the rest of your search is going to be, so it all comes up. Woo! Again, I, all that, all that the phone books and all the... It's, like, really tall. It's all done on computer now. Nixon now. What? Who's really tall? Adam Driver. Oh, because, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe Dustin Hoffman's short. I don't know how short uh, Bernstein is. That's true. I just, I mean, it's off the cuff. So th- those are my two choices off well, the I cuff. What are your two good. choices? I don't really have choices off the cuff. I don't know. Chris Pine and Adam Driver. I thought my you were going to go with Chris Pratt when you first started that out. Yeah. And I was like, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I usually like a lot of older actors. All the time I'm like on my social media, I'm like wishing actors happy birthday. And they're all like in their 80s now. Yeah. No, I don't. What's I, his name? Cooking show. He's in his fucking 80s. George Papadopoulos. No, George Seagal. Who's George Papadopoulos? Isn't he the dad on Webster or some shit like that? Yeah, Mr. I think I think he's dead. Isn't he dead? Oh, he's got to be dead. He was hella old back in the day. I don't know about that. Wasn't he? Is he or is he like one of those guys? Like, what's his name? Uh, the guy from the A Team who, who was like. So we're talking about all the president's men, 1976. Someone else is talking about the A Team. I'm gonna rein it all in, oh, nice as usual, as point the anchor. Of, point of process. <laughs> Just gonna go ahead and bring this Alan back. J. Bakula, director. Bakula. <laughs> it's fun to say wrong. <laughs> we talked in the earlier podcast that got scrapped because. This was all an elaborate plan to charge you three ninety nine. Because I brought over a fucked up disc. There's so many versions of this movie, and I fucking you bring over the the Cantonese version of uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Man. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's, a, it's like a nerd flex or something like that. I like it. Thank you. Um, did he direct Paris is Burning? He's affiliated somehow with Paris what, and Bill. Th- Paris there's going to be a movie like this for all the stuff that happened that happened with Trump. And I hope it's at least as good as this. I mean, yeah, he did Starting Over. He did the Parallax View with Warren Beatty and Clute, which we're going to be uh, podcasting at some point soon. Jane Fonda and Donald Sutherland. And we're going to be doing Starting Over, too. And that's um. What's her name? Jill Clayburn. Clayburg. Love her. The woman with the oversized painting <laughs> from an unmarried woman. She's getting it. She's carrying it on her own. And Murphy Brown's in that one, too. What's the movie we watched for Murphy Brown? Oh, the sequel oh, the to Love Story. Terrible movie. Charlie's Ugh. Charlie's Choice or Charlie oh, something. Fuck. So this gets an 8.0. I give it a 9. I'd give it a 9. Uh, I'd definitely give it a 9. So many amazing character actors in this riddled through this i i, I don't and, think there's yeah. a really bad performance in this movie like acting i don't think wise. so either uh i was really i mean jason robart getting the supporting actor i thought it was bullshit until that one scene where you were like there it is i was like it kind of there it is kind of too but yeah, it's no, not it, enough it's no i know right it, it's <laughs> like he's not in it that much like, how did they pick him as the supporting actor? I mean, the other guy who's, like, always on their team, but then at the last minute pulls back and starts talking about how much he loves America is in it way more. Um, but he wasn't up? Like, was it all? Wait, was, maybe that year everyone who was uh, up for supporting actor was in all the <laughs> all the president's men. Yeah, I don't know. It's that said, would be really uh, fun. I wonder if that's ever happened. Like, no, you got to spread it around. Oh, yeah, I said it before uh, one, one for, for Oscars. I think I said that during the podcast. 
this best was... actor supporting role, uh, best writing, best art direction, and who won best, best actor for sound. This? It was nominated for best picture, but it didn't get it, and I don't know if it says. Who did it doesn't. IMDb is not perfect yet. Dustin Hoffman should have won an award for when he set uh, him and uh, uh, Robert sit down on that couch. And the guy's like, look, guys, I'm a Republican. And Robert's all like, me too. And Dustin Hoffman shoots him that look. It's fucking perfect. Yeah, that's good. The f- Fuck. <laughs> is that the same couch he starts immediately ashing on? No, no, that was in the, that was great too. That was that was when he was flexing in the in like the the that was it. Yeah, he was like he wanted to honor uh you know because they met with these people too the actors and this was uh Robert Redford's idea that to do this as a film he thought it would make a great film but um Dustin Hoffman when he interviewed uh, Bernstein said that yeah he smoked all the time so they. Is there anywhere you don't smoke? So, uh, ode to cigarettes. The other thing that I thought was funny is like they they show all those people that they go and talk to, like it's just over and over and over, like people slamming doors in their face. But then, when uh, Deep Throat's like, "You're in danger. We're in danger. Everyone's in danger." They don't give any illusion to there actually being danger. Like, there's not like a car that pulls up or like it's all. There was the one. It just just ends. No, I know, but I just think it's funny that like there's an opportunity to add in a little bit of action or a little bit of like suspense or something, and they just pass. They're just like, man, we're we're already two hours into this film, like, which is funny because it's only ninety minutes long. He doesn't appreciate the slow movies, so it felt longer to you. It did feel longer. I do appreciate the slow movies. I do I appreciate the slow movies. movie was up your butt. Look, I'm just saying there's opportunity to add a As little I bit was, of depth or fun to it. I was saying earlier, uh, in the documentary, they talk about how Deep Throat is finally revealed as Mark Felt, number two FBI. Oh, I thought he was number three. Yeah, I guess in my notes I wrote number two. It was late in the early morning, early hours of the morning. Uh... But it also said Felt was convicted in 1980 of civil rights violations of members of the Weather Underground Whoa. for ordering break-ins. He got ordered to pay a fine, but was pardoned by Reagan. Hey! <laughs> He's trying to stop bombings. I mean, it seems like, you know, there were, there were people that were like, okay, they went too far. Because I mean, normally you're not going to side with a sympathetic FBI agent. But um, I was telling them i don't know if we got that on the tape that they did an interview with um the guy because they were all trying to find out who deep throat was and uh woodward and bernstein kept the secret of who deep throat was until you know they were like until he dies or until he releases us but his daughter got it out of him and um they were able to uh figure it out what, and did he uh, do an interview past that point we yeah, he did an interview afterward when he was in his 90s, but I was saying the interview he did back then when they were all like, are you deep throat? He's like, no, I'm not, but if I was, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I'd be proud to have done that, you know? So, I mean, and there were, there were sympathetic sympathetic people in the FBI that didn't like what they were doing. I read a book by, was it Wes Swearingen called FBI Secrets? And 
It's a very good book. I recommend reading it. It just talks about how FBI agents were forced to like spy on super old communists, and they were like, this is stupid, and would just drink all day and go to the movies. <laughs> so that's another thing. When you look at the COINTELPRO documents, you know, when they, you know, people broke into the offices of the FBI in the 70s and raided those documents and then released them to newspapers. There was some really good investigative journalism going on in the it's 70s. The Watergate stuff. stuff, the the Attica stuff, and then, you know, this stuff with uh, exposing COINTELPRO. We were lucky to find, you know, have found out about that. Mm-hmm. I've well, and it's interesting in, in the mm-hmm. courtroom scene, the first guy, they're like... What's your profession? Do you remember his answer? Mm-mm. He's all anti-communist. Oh yeah, and yeah like, I remember that. That's a and that's when they start being like, "What? Funny is going profession." On? <laughs> yeah, it was just an arraignment or something at the mm-hmm. very beginning. And they're all in there, and he's like, "What the fuck is this? These guys are all CIA, all of them. They're breaking into some ho- hotel." Yeah. I was saying uh, with the COINTELPRO documents is like when you read those, there's a couple authors. Wes Swearingen is one of them. Um, uh, what's the other guy who did uh, Agents of Misfortune? Ward Churchill is another oh, one. Yeah. He did the COINTELPRO papers. And you read them and it's just like, okay, we did all these things. But they're saying that you know some of those things were just trying to impress J. Edgar Hoover. And so the effectiveness of it, or actually even in some cases what it is, I'm not saying COINTELPRO wasn't terrible. They assassinated people they were trying to disrupt dis- discredit and destroy destroy radical movements and shit like that right and he had a hard on from that shit for since the beginning of his career and he had a hard on for tolson who took over right after he died and then this guy uh felt took over after that oh, wow um but he never came out of the closet j edgar hoover It is sad. That smells good. It does that smell good. It's all oniony and floating in here. I'm fading. I need some more coffee. Any any more on this movie? Um, probably. There's probably a bunch more that I want to talk about. Um, I do like the parallels, and I'm glad we're watching it now because, like, mm. you know, the point I was making earlier was that, like, I really hope that there is something that stands up like this that, that walks you through, like, all the evidence. And, and I don't think they... They do a good job of that in this. I mean, every time I watch it, I'm surprised by like one thing, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like I, f- I had forgotten that, or that was a, that's a massive deal, and no one ever remembers that. They just remember that someone broke into the f- fucking hotel and it was bad. Yeah, uh, you, you have to do your own research after watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I think it's an entertaining thing, and it it it. Shoot you down the right path, which is what Deep Throat was talking about doing. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's what a good dramatization is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to intrigue you enough to, and give you enough information that you can go out and find. Yeah. So that's why I'm not bothered by the ending. It's interesting that you're bothered by it. Well, I'm bothered by it. You still give it a good rating, so it doesn't bother you that much. No, it doesn't bother me that much. But it, it, it is. It's 90 minutes, so you wish it was so longer. I feel like if this movie was longer, a lot of people would have rioted. <laughs> it's just this typewriter, the smoking and the talking and nothing, and they say there's danger, but there's no danger. And, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> I don't know. Most, a lot of 70s movies were more boring than this. I didn't really find it boring. Oh, I, I don't think there was that one scene you even said on the tape. You said boring. 
Well, it was boring when no, they're going around showing like nine ninety people fucking slamming doors in their faces, and it's like, you know, they gotta, I, let, gotta let you know how hard it is for investigative journalism. These people don't want to talk. I get it. It's also just a testament to like, hey, put this on. You know, here's what it was like, because it's everything was so radically changed now. You know, who gave you Porter? Mm, Porter's P. P is Porter. <laughs> It's good. It helps. And it helps, you know, take a little bit of the murkiness out of it. I mean, they didn't teach me any of this shit in school. Right. Of course not. It stopped right at the beginning of the Vietnam War. You don't need to know any more about history. This is where it gets kind of like less like, you know, I don't know. It's harder. There's not enough time that's passed that we can just fucking shade over this shit. So let's just not talk about it. Well, it was the 80s and they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're turning this country super far to the right. And it's like. They won the they won the war. Well, right, and these are your dads we're talking about, so maybe we're not going to tell you that they did these fucking war crimes or mm. whatnot. Like, I mean, I think there is there is a, a good amount of just like let's just not talk about it. Yeah, didn't happen. We didn't lose any war, and nobody fucking resigned. We left on so our it's, terms. It's good to rewatch this. It was good to watch that documentary and and to learn. There's a ton of Nixon tapes. I also recommend the movie Secret Honor. Starring, oh God, I can't remember the other guy that died. Not Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he's in a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's in Boogie Nights, and he's in that movie Hard Eight. And he's in Magnolia. He's an amazing actor, and it's just him playing Nixon. And it's, uh, I don't know if it's transcripts from the Nixon tapes, but there's there's a lot of them. Yeah, is that, that's the one. And, and you can listen to them all on YouTube. At least I'm, I know there's a bunch of them. Maybe not all. Maybe yeah. there's some that you can't listen to also get, get whatever you but think. there were hearings and there were lawyers that went after him when i was watching the documentary there's a lawyer with these go-go boots and i was like she's amazing and she went after um she's in go-go boots yeah it was like this um oh, what the fuck was her name this amazing uh no not alexander butterfield that's deputy assistant to nixon i don't remember what her name is never mind I have it somewhere on my phone. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty much done. All right. Well, let's leave it there. But uh, let's let's do a little bit of plug in here. Um, we would remind you that we have uh, Jill Wine Banks. There it is. <laughs> Twitter account. Thanks. Watergate girl. My fight for truth and justice against a criminal president is going to give you about one tweet a fucking month or something like that. that Ashes. Jill, yes. Look. There she is. Oh, she's amazing. Is yeah. That, is that Go-Go Boots? Well, not in that picture. It's not the Go-Go Boots picture. <laughs> uh, we do have a Twitter account. A you know, sometimes people take more than one picture. Oh, do they? Do people sometimes take more than one picture? Yes, they do. Thank you. That's incredibly helpful. I really appreciate it. I'm happy that you now know that there could be more than one picture <laughs> of someone. You mean people might even have more than one pair of shoes? Just because someone mentions a picture doesn't mean that you there aren't other I pictures. You said I have it on my phone, then you showed me your phone. Yeah, but that's a different picture. Okay. I liked that picture better because go. I I cropped it. <laughs> Just the boots? Doesn't matter. I got you to pay three ninety nine today. I know. Amazon, if you're out there. We need to get paid for this because check it out. Like, I want my three ninety nine back. Paying into the system. <laughs> uh, like I said, Twitter account at a decade under the one. Our Facebook account is what? 
It, I don't know. Tell us how to suck less. Just put in fucking decade under the influence. And you should be able to find it. And you should be able to find it. And you can uh, tell us how to to not suck. Yep. Thanks for listening. I what do you need in your 70s film? What I need to know is how to figure out the algorithm so we can come up in the with the tags and shit. Because we're the... You said it's all political. For iTunes and stuff, I tried so many different ways to get us to come up. Like if someone looks up The Hospital by Arthur Hiller, amazing director, our podcast should come up because we got a whole two hours for you about it and then another 40 minutes of discussion about it. You know, and we, this is good. This is our 27th movie we, we reviewed. And like people should be. We need a sponsorship then. Will that help? Yeah, probably. Will that help iTunes to fucking like tag us right? Keep railing. Well, will it? I don't know. All right. We don't know. Don't know. You tell us. Yeah. Right in. Let us know. <laughs> it's uh, a legit complaint. Thanks so much for listening. And bye.